high sticking to breaking down the middle. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the lowdown on Sports 1440. Hi there, it's Alan Mitchell. Today's show, Oilers in D.C. for a game they need to win badly. Does it matter anymore? Yes. We'll tell you why. Sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Text or call us 1-833-401-1440. 1-833-401-1440. On Twitter, at Low Tide, and at Declan Kruger, who's back from his unnecessary time off yesterday. The Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. Say hello to Doug. And also our friend Mary today. Our guests are Steve Lansky from Big Mouth Sports and Declinations with our friend Declan Kruger. And Declan, you you have a few things to explain today. Not all your fault, but I have a list here. May I go over it? Absolutely. Uh, why didn't you answer the phone when Kevin Carius called? Right, right. Thought that might come up. So, yeah, had a 720 hit this morning. Do you not like Kevin? Is no. he a bad man to I, you? I like Does Kevin. Does he cut you off in the parking lot? No, we've never had any interactions in the parking lot. He cut, he cut me up pretty good today when I saw him give me the uh, the business about missing the hit there. Yeah, felt terrible. Had a 720 hit. I set an alarm for 655, uh, 7, 7.05, and just slept right through all the alarms and missed the hit. Felt terrible. Felt awful because I obviously love college football. Wanted to talk about it. Um, Did you? Said my oh, I felt terrible. Said my I sent many apologies to to Brandon. I told him. I told All you. Right. I felt like Chris Weber when he called the timeout in the NCAA final game. Just the absolute bozo of bozos. So you, 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 and here we are. You stood up, curious, and you apologized to Brandon. Is that the, how you roll? Well, I apologized to Kevin as well, but I had more direct contact with do Brandon. You, when you break up with a girl, do you call her dad? I like, don't, but Brandon was the one who texted me like, what the hell, man? Mm. And so I had to be, hey, sorry Next about up that when I woke up. is uh, yesterday, Connor Halley played music out of the top hour opening break for the show. I did. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, and you told me you couldn't do that no 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 not that i couldn't do that but we had just developed that system that we didn't do it i can if you would like if moving well, forward I, it can I, be done I, what is the station policy well i think the station policy varies show by show oh so i like personally and this is this is a personal thing i like it coming in cold because right. it's just we're right into the show. So, you, but if you, you feel it's more natural no, with music, I, you're the producer, I, and we all have freedom of choice. And clearly, you're making a choice there, and yes. it's fine. Okay, it's fine. everything's fine. Not to worry. Um, we had a guest. Guest fell through. Yes. And whose responsibility is that? That would be mine. Would be <laughs> now, I will tell you. I would tell you, and I'm just going to say this. I mentioned, what did I say to you yesterday about Thanksgiving guests on on, on uh, football? They often they, don't show yes. up. But our, our person showed up. She did. Right. And I heard she was great. But the, the same thing happened with Sammy Silver, who, by the way, we'd love to have on and we'll have on again. But what happens is it gets too close to game time and then they have to, they get busy. Yes. Right? So I don't blame you at all. This is, is what we do in our industry. We will cover for it. I mean, a really good host wouldn't have mentioned that at all. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So there you go. Well, uh, 
<laughs> so we have landscape. When do you want to do your declinations, and when do you want to? Is is the declinations going to be college football? Well, yes, this is the plan. Okay. So obviously, right. the background is that little quick quick background story on the declinations today. We had talked about it, you know, and you said, "Hey, why don't we why don't we do a college football segment yeah. today on the show?" And I said, "Well, you know, we already have declinations. I got to do something for that." And you said, "Why don't you make it the top five games you're looking forward to this weekend because it is rivalry weekend, right. and we'll roll from there." So I said, "Sure, that's going to be the declinations. It's going to be the top five games of the weekend." And you're the only one I know who would have five games he was looking for in college. And will be watching all five as well. Wow. So are you, does anybody watch with you or are you alone with your Cheetos? I'm mostly, well, I don't have Cheetos. I I have a lot of coffee while I watch the games because the games start so early. Like I'll start with game day in the morning, drink my coffee, 10 a.m. games come. Do you watch Lee Corso? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Not so fast, young man. I That's my Lee Corso impression. Love Lee Corso. Yeah, he's the he's the he's the best. Um, yeah. So no, I, I occasionally I'll have some friends come over. Like I'm gonna have some people come over for the Michigan Ohio State game, but like I, I'm like this with anything: Grey Cup, Super Bowl, any games. I don't want to be involved in a big group event. I want to be able to sit there and enjoy the game. See, I'm the same way, and people get mad at me. Like I, I don't know. go to the press box. I don't. I I'll watch with fans or, or friends in, in seats. I'd rather do that. And if I like when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, people said, "Come on over, do this," and I'm like. You don't understand. Yeah. I am going to be sweating bullets yes. approximately eight inches from the screen for four hours. Yes. And that's what I did. And when they won, nobody was more surprised than me <laughs> and happy. That's how I walk. I'm too intense. People don't want to be around me. I agree. And Super Bowl parties, Grey Cup parties are the worst because it's 85% of the people who don't know anything about the sport who, you know, oh, go up the middle, go to the outside. Like they don't know what they're talking about. And I'm trying to sit there and enjoy the game and watch the game. I'm not trying to be part of a party. I'm right. trying to watch the game. So that's why I like to do it by myself. We have a lot of hockey to get to. So let's start here. And this is some bad, uh, difficult news for everybody. Mike Vaughn, maker of Vaughn Equipment, uh, on, I think this is Instagram today, uh, announced that our great friend, of, and I'm quoting our great friend of many years, Andy Moog, has cancer. He's asked us to share the news with the hockey community that has meant so much to him over the years. We hope you can share your thoughts and well uh, and wishes as he begins the toughest battle of his career. Uh, Andy Moog, I remember when he came into the league with the Oilers, he stoned the Montreal Canadiens. It was the biggest story ever. And when Grand Fear displaced him as the number one goaltender, a lot of fans were outraged and and. I'm telling you this, and you might not believe me. A lot of fans never left Andy Moog's side. They followed him through his entire career, and to this day, you can find Millard is one. He like he still loves Andy Moog, and Andy Moog was the 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 hill they died on. Uh, but Andy Moog with cancer, we're thinking of him. Great guy, and obviously has had a storied NHL career. I I always wondered whether he'd. He'd be the next Oiler to get to the Hall of Fame, and I still wonder that. We'll see. Oiler game played at 1 o'clock today. We're going to give you the lineups and the pre-tell and all of that, but the Red Wings are up 2-0 on the Bruins, and Rangers 2 Cobb on the Philadelphia Flyers. The Banajad scored, like, right after the opening face-off. All right, for the Oilers, I said at the top of the show, the game matters today, and that's this is why they're – Standings are weird. They do have to pass a lot of teams, but they have the torque to do it if everybody's healthy. Ten points back of Seattle with three games in hand. Let's say they only win one of those three. That's eight points behind. That's a lot, but they can't fall any lower. By Christmas time, they have to be four points behind, and they have to have passed a few teams. This is like, you know, you, th- this is early. Like, you could, I'm not saying they're going to be secretariat, but you can, you can finish in the playoffs if you're the Oilers. 
but you have got to get it together, man. Has anybody ever said that to you? Get it together, man. Mrs. Andrews, for starters. Right, sure. Yeah. So you know what that's like. Like you're like, God, I got to stop doing this, you know, whatever it is. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Like in terms of, aside from, you know, sleeping in this morning, did you ever like, one time I stayed out all night and I knew I had to get up and do the morning show yeah. the next day. And I remember going home and showering and I had like 45 minutes before I had to be in and prepare the, the six o'clock news and sports. And that's probably, and I did it like I, less than a year into my career and I, I was dragging my ass. And you know what the bad thing was? When I got off at two o'clock that next day, somebody said, hey, you want to go out? And I said, sure. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. Because I was dumb and young. So. I don't know. I don't think I've done too many bad things, honestly. Okay. Like nothing nothing overly ir- I don't know what like no nothing overly drastic okay. that would cause consequences. So if you or think punishment. of something and I know it's there, you just haven't thought of it, let us know. Okay? Or just don't want to say it. And you're yeah. gonna update us on the auto game score. Yes. Uh what what the coach talked about yesterday, I do think he's a good coach, and I hope you give him time. He talked about simplifying to the media. I talked about, you know, these guys are are paralyzed. They've got a lot going through their brain. They care. They're trying hard. And then on the ice, they had a practice where he was basically saying, you have the talent, but even if you don't have the talent today, you can work. And they worked. And expect a very hardworking Oilers team today. Now, will they do it for 60 minutes? Will it be enough? The Capitals are on a roll, baby, roll. They really are. They're playing really good hockey right now. I want to talk a little bit about the, some of the texts that are being sent out and the stuff that are comments on my blog and others and on the athletic articles that I write. I know you're mad, but you can't burn down everything. You know, if you want Evan Bouchard traded, look at what happened to Dustin Schultz after he was dealt. He's played productively in the NHL for years. If you want Stuart Skinner traded, look at Devin Dubnik and see what happened with him. He reached, you know, ground zero and then he elevated Phoenix from the ashes. The name you need to worry over is Leon Dreisaitl because if he signs next summer or indications are that he will sign over the summer, then giddy up, you're good to go. But if he doesn't, then you, you're going to have to make a trade. I believe the new general manager will arrive. He'll put his coat down. He'll put a suitcase in the corner and he will begin to work. And I think that Jeff Jackson might be very involved in that. And we'll see where Ken Holland is at that time. I'm not trying to worry you. I'm trying to tell you, you you busy trading Skinner and Bouchard. The guy you should be worried about not being here a year from now is Leon Dreisaitl. I think Boston would be. Boston needs centers. Boston has everything. They don't, they, they don't need centers to win in the regular season, but they need a center to win the Stanley. And they would give the sun and the moon and the stars. For Leon Dreisaitl. Any thoughts on what the orders would... I know Linus Olmark would be an obvious one. Anybody else? Well, the one we had talked about before the show that I'd thrown out to you was was Dry for Olmark and McAvoy. And you said Boston wouldn't do that. No. You threw out a couple other scenarios. Well, I, didn't, yeah. I think that Boston, they have been willing in the past to, to dangle Louis DeBrusque. Yeah. I'm sorry, not Louis DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque. See, that's what the brain does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis DeBrusque, they would trade today, but they can't. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, they've been willing to dangle him at times, and he has real value. Jake DeBrusque is a really good hockey player. Um, and then Olmark, and defensively, I think Harlow would be the guy that they'd be willing to deal. So maybe it's, you know, and they don't want to deal too much because they're trying to win a Stanley, right? 
But I don't think the Oilers, if they're trading Leon to Boston, they're not going to want draft picks per se, although Boston would be more than willing to give them. But Boston doesn't have any of their first three picks next year at the draft, at the 24-24 draft. They're all gone. So it would have to be players. And likely players carrying some cap, like DeBrusque is $4 million, Allmark is 5 and Carlo is 4.1. And I know what you're saying. Oh, Tide, why are you even talking about this? Because it's time. It's time. I've talked about this for at least a week on my blog. I'm going to write about it next week on The, the Athletic. It's, we're, we're headed in that direction. And I know it makes you mad, but it's a reality. And if you're talking about Strayden Skinner and Bouchard, none of those two things are going to happen. If we're going to talk about a trade, let's talk about one that could happen based on the need to get something for Leon Dreisaitl. Because if you trade him, if you don't trade him, don't win the Stanley Cup and lose him for nothing, well, then you're doing exactly what the Calgary Flames did like a year ago. So there you go. That's my opinion. That is my opinion, and I stick with it. You get a lot of 1-800 numbers calling you. Every now and then. Every now and then. They don't call me too, too frequently. And every time I get one, I never pick it up. So no, I don't either. It's bad. every day. But then I look it up, and it's it's nobody. It's, a, it's just lies is what it is. All right. So I hope we cleared up this thing about, you know, looking for Evan Bouchard trades. That's not going to happen. Evan Bouchard is the best draft pick the Oilers have made since Connor McDavid. And he still doesn't cost a lot, cost a lot yet. Leon's the guy to worry about. How long do the Oilers have? I think Christmas. If they haven't started the climb by then, you know, they're they're 10 points back, but three games in hand on Seattle. Seattle's got the final playoff spot. If by Christmas, I will be talking about the draft and talking to Corey Pronman and Scott Wheeler in the new year if this continues. And I, I'm not threatening you. I'm just telling you that as somebody who, um, you know, sort of writes for you, if you're an Oilers fan, I, I can't lie to you and say, okay, they got a shot when they don't. And I think they've got a shot right now. I believe they do, and I believe they're going to work real hard to get there. Nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. Uh, Elliot Friedman reporting Mike Riley on waivers from Florida. Letary and Tompkins both clear. San Jose has placed Jan Rutta, and Matt Benning has been activated. So one guy goes on, one guy goes off. It's like shoes. No low tide, it isn't time. Okay. I'm just saying it is time. I didn't get an apology from Steele. Wow, he snubbed Carius. Consequences incoming. Well. How do you th- feel about potentially bringing in an older goalie like Halak? Some of the best success the Oilers have had is with older players. I, it's fine. I, I, I would sign Halak today. I don't know that he's going to sign here. I'm 52. Moog was my first favorite player as a kid. It was so PO'd when fear would start. It, it, it was a thing. It really was. Andy Moog is borderline Hall of Famer. He should definitely be in. Well, there's Hall of Fame next. Craig in Red Deer. Thoughts on trading for Seth Jones with retention. Bouchard, Lavoie, first, Broberg. Thanks, Mark. I think they've got to get away for high contracts signed for a long time. They have so many of them. 
You have to get Swayman to make it work. So they're not trading Swayman. I watch the Bruins all the time. I've been a Bruins fan since 1970. They're not trading him, and they're not trading McAvoy. They, the Bruins are not like that. They don't trade away guys. They sign them. And those guys are going to be there until they're not effective anymore. Trade Drysaddle now for Slavin. Hmm. No, I, I, I don't think he does. I don't think there's a one-for-one trade you make. Does Olmark have a no move to Edmonton Claus? He might. Bouchard is the worst defensive D-man in the league. Well, no, he's not. Actually, Bouchard's numbers in the last 15 games or so are pretty good. I know visually you're mad at him. But that, you know, as a fan, I know you can have a lot of passion and anger and, and things you want to outlet. And I get that totally. I totally do. I respect it. And we talk about it all the time. But you need a, a like Ken Holland is not popular right now. But he had this team improving every year until this one. And it's a house of cards that I understand, but there's been injuries and there was deployment issues and a lot of things that have occurred. Now the question is, what do you do? What they really need, ladies and germs, is a goalie who plays out of his mind for the next six months. The problem is, where do you identify them? Charlie Lindgren is playing today for Washington. He's having a hell of a year. Will it continue? I don't know. You know, Stuart Skinner, everybody's mad as hell at Stuart Skinner. He saved them a year ago. Maybe he'll save them again this year. I sometimes say goalies are voodoo, and people say, no, 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 don't say that. Okay, pick another word. Goalies are voodoo. And they do you like voodoo that they do. Leon to Detroit for Raymond, Edmondson, and Kosa. The Oilers would be rebuilding if they did that. Allen, it seems we have a player to trade. We can't expect much. But when we get a player, it costs us a first and a third and a prospect from Wes. Well, you're 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 trading Leon with a year left, right? So you're not in the, the strongest position. Quit looking at numbers and watch the game. Okay, well, th- th- if you're new to the show, we, we understand the importance of visual. We talk about it all the time. But also, our eyes lie to us. They do. They just do. It's like a eyewitness to a, a crime. Often it's wrong. They have everything wrong. I don't know if you've read any studies on that, but it's like it's, you know, what color are my eyes, Declan? Blue. It's wrong. Oh, sorry. Yeah. See, because we don't have any retention at all. <laughs> I, I d- we don't. I think you're blonde. Are you blonde? I'm blonde, yeah. Okay. But to, to be fair to you, I do wear a hat frequently. Also, we have the Oilers line here. They came down okay. about 20 minutes ago or so from Tony Brown. I'm not sure if you've seen them or not. Well, go for it. But like, yeah, okay. So it's going to be Nuge, McDavid, and Hyman on the top line. Kane, Dry, and Brown on the second line. Fogel, McLeod, Ryan on the third line. Yanmark, Hamblin, and Ernie on the fourth line. They're running 12 and 6. Nurse and Cece is going to be the top pair. Ekinbush, and then Kulak, DeHarnay with Skinner getting the start. So Broberg is sitting? Broberg is sitting, yep. Okay. All right. I will say this that the Oilers need to win this game. They need the 2023 version of Marty Reisner. Well, I think they need the 2021 version of Mike Smith. Or what year did he go on? Hell wouldn't have it. Was that 2022? I can't remember now. 
Mogan Coffee were my favorites as a kid. To this day, all of my four-digit pins... <laughs> I'm not going to read that, okay? Sheldor, Sheldor. Just for an example, what's your pin number? Me? Yeah. I'm not, I, there's no way I'm going to give that out. Come on now. What's the... What's, uh, what's the what was the Seinfeld episode? Was Bosco? Was that what? <laughs> was, was it about was it about a pin number? Yeah, George was. What's your because they they had to get out. His mom was. I can't remember this the episode, but he there's some reason why he couldn't say Bosco, mm. and he had to. Man, that was a funny show. Drysital to the Devils for Heisher, Luke Hughes, and Mercer. Or to Buffalo for Jack Quinn, Owen Power, and Cousins. One year that you've got him one year, one year that you're not going to get all that. Yes, it's Bosco. Would Swayman be effective behind the Otis Porus D? Not as, but he would be effective. All right, we've gone late. It's my fault. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. That's an amazing song. Did you ever see the 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 movie? Oh yeah, of course. They, I love Flashdance. Yeah, they the there was a bunch of people who actually did the dance. Jennifer Beals was the star. Yes, but uh, Maureen Jahan was the body double. Oh, for the dancing scenes, and Sharon Shapiro did that unbelievable. She did leap the move. through the air. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and th- the I remember watching it in theaters and like it's one thing for me to go oh my like big whoop but many people did that was an amazing scene still is incredible movie yeah right. one of the best dance movies of all time right it's yeah. right up there yeah. that and footloose around the same time my goodness the people must have been going well you can probably speak to that where well, was everyone just dancing all over the place you all know the time? It's, it's funny it, it did become the thing yeah. and pre- like the decade previously there was american graffiti then happy days then american Greece. graffiti is an incredible movie it is so but good. so american graffiti 74 happy days is 75 and then i'm gonna say that greece is 78 so yeah. there it was nostalgia like 50s came back right and then a few years later it's all about but maybe 83 dancing and stuff like that and and then I'm totally into this now. I'm I'm retroing like mad, uh, but I'm into New Order right now. I am just so into New Order. I listened to Bizarre Love Triangle uh, on repeat the whole way here. That was the only so song good. I listened to on the way here. So oh, good. It's incredible. I actually tweeted out that hearing hearing Bizarre Love Triangle for the first time back in the day must have hit like heroin. It, 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 and just, I stand by that. Just gone, right? Because yep. it's it, like it's, I mean, I, dance club, whatever you want to call it, but it is such a great song. And they had like 1,100 versions of it, and they're all fantastic. All right, I've settled down. Uh, Tony Brar, as uh, our friend mentioned last segment, has the lineup. Stuart Skinner starting. Ernie is in. Broberg out. So the lines and pairings go like this. McDavid between Nuge and Hyman. I'm going to talk to you about the McDavid line last game in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Dry sidle is with Kane and Brown. McLeod is with Fogel and Ryan. Hamblin is with Yanmark and Ernie. Nurse Cece, Ekholm, Bouchard, Kulak, Deharnay, Broberg, Sitz, Skinner starts. I saw these numbers and I made a mental note of it, but I didn't write about it. Bruce McCurdy on my blog today 
in his usual fashion, comes and cleans up with the knowledge and the insight. I'm just going to read you what he said. Perhaps this came up in an earlier comment thread. If so, I apologize. This stat line from last game was truly shocking. No other way to put it. McDavid and Dreisaitl together at 5-on-5. Five 9.39 five. time on ice. That's a lot of the game. A lot, Like, it's a lot of the game. Corsi events four, events four, 23 against. Fenwick, 113, shots 0 to 9, scoring chances 0 to 11, high danger chances 0 to 5, goals 03. Expected goals, 0 0.02, 1.11 against, 1.9% expected goals for. That's the two best teammates in the game. And they were just owned by Stahl. And Jordan Martinuk, who's from here, and Jesper Fast. Anyway, I, I credit McCurdy for that because it's brilliant, as he always is. And so they just are not. There's something, and we know we've talked about. I wrote about this. We, McDavid is not not McDavid right now. He's getting there. I believe he's getting there. But they need a laugher. Do you know what a laugher is? A laugher? Yeah. I mean. I don't think so. Maybe when maybe when you explain it to me, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I know that." But for now, it's no. when a game like they're, they they need this game, right? And so you go out and you pop four goals, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Ah, it's party time!" Okay, and then you win eight one, and nothing goes bad, and it's a laugher. And they need a release. They need to have some success. Their coach says it. Everybody sees it, and you can't trade everybody. You've already fired the coach. I think they're going to make a trade. I believe they're going to make a trade, and it's going to involve a goaltender. That is my thought process right now. They could help themselves by winning today in a laugher. Ah, nostalgia. Thanks, guys. Especially we have a certain vintage, LT and all. Yeah, it's, you know, um, Stalker Channing in Greece, I loved her. So good. So good. She was perfect as the kind of the the bad girl. Wonderful movie. And you're right about American Graffiti. It had, you know, there was a lot going on in that movie. It was very good. Very good. You know that Harrison Ford was in that movie. Of course. Of course. I think he got to start painting sets on that movie. Yeah, and then he they was cast a, him in it. He was, um, this is telling stories out of school, but I mean, he's famous now. They won't arrest him. But he was, uh, he was a carpenter, but he was yep. also a supplier of various uh, contraband. Yeah, wow. You know. Him and Tim Allen both, <laughs> I guess. Wow, interesting. Well, you got to make your money somehow. Oh, for sure. You know, and uh, I mean, you're, you're going to people's houses. So I remember cruising around in my buddy's Chrysler Cordova listening to New Order on cassette. There you go. Oh, I just opened my coffee and made a noise. The Oilers need to go out there and want to win the next shift. Not about scoring. It's about the battle. It's a little about scoring. You got to score. Only in Edmonton will you get to a listener radio station with the host saying they have to trade dry to, uh, to guess where his favorite team, Boston. I'm not saying they have to trade him I'm sa to Boston. I'm saying if he won't sign next July, then you have to make a choice. And if I'm the Oilers... I'm not going to watch him walk. That's happened in Alberta previously. And then you end up with Jonathan Huberto signed for 50 years at 20 million a year. It's not a good way to go. I didn't make, make the noise, but I really did have to have a drink. 
The owners are overcoached, overstimulated, underrewarded for their efforts. But there's no sympathy from the rest of the league or diehard Oilers fans. Time to just play hard and fast with a carefree attitude. The fear of losing is causing the boys to tighten up too much. Don't worry about anything other than letting your game rip. Andy S. Carpet guy. I think that's very fair. The guys, guys, the Oilers did it backwards. They should have made a trade before firing the coach. No chance we keep Leon if we won't commit. If he won't commit. That's, I'm not trying to trade Dreisaitl. I'm trying to tell you that the play is to trade him. If they win the Stanley Cup, he'll sign. But it's a long way to Tipperary today. It just is. LTI, I agree we should never trade Bouchard, but I do think he should be moved to the third pairing for a time. I think that's fine. Keep him on the first pair, he says. This is Bud, and Bud's... What's going on? Are we having a are we having an earthquake? No earthquake, I don't think anyway. No, but sometimes we get this. It'll start to rumble a little bit, but it's a mall. There's a lot of things going on. Things get moved. You know, there are trolleys going around, stuff like that. Nothing crazy. Everyone keep their wits about them. We're fine. Low tide's fine. He's still here. He's about to talk in a second. We're doing okay. <laughs> Oilers need 2006 Chris Pronger from Bronco Nick. They can use him. They need some go- stops too. Yeah, the Oilers need a goalie. There's no doubt they need a goalie. <laughs> Eddie Cheddar. Hey, Tide, I would guess your eye color. What color is beady? <laughs> uh, I like that. Top line should have been Nuge, Kane, Hyman, Scuba Steve. Well, there you go. What's Conklin up to? I don't know, and that's not a point that we're going to get into. Did you guys see the documentary on Joy Division after the death of uh, Ian Curtis, where many members formed New Order? Yeah. This, and, and so totally different, right? Like, if you listen to the 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 lyric, the, the, the vocals and the lyrics of uh, Level Terrace Apart, just, it's, it's a really, they, they were a great band and it was a great song, but for them to become New Order after that, uh, one of the great metamorphoses in music history, I think. Al, all of you media guys are saying different things. You say we'll make a trade, but and so are others. But Friedman, Stoffer, and others say they will we'll do nothing and hope for internal fixes. Which one is it? I will be quite frustrated if they do nothing. I'm Sean. Well, Sean... Bob Stoffer and Elliot Friedman are connected to all kinds of people. Jason Greger is, Ryan Rashog is, and they are getting the inside knowledge. I'm telling you what what the facts are based on what I've observed over many, many years. So they're, they're just different uh, perspectives. And I don't think one has more oomph than the other, but it's up to you to decide and it's up to the others to decide. But I, I think that that if you're if you're going to fire the coach then your willingness to make a trade to save the season is also there. You just have to get it right. And the the pressure now is on Brad Holland and Michael Parcati. Holland is the uh, pro scouting director and Parcati is the analytics director. They need to drill down and find I think it's I, I think it's the kid Vladar in Calgary. The what I learned about sports is you need to take a three year sample. If you're looking at 12 games or 14 games, you're going to die. 
You need you need three years of sample. If you look at Vladar over three years, he's really done the job. He signed at 2.2. They're going to move a goaltender. They would move him to Edmonton. I know a lot of people think that wouldn't happen. The Oilers and Flames have made trades before. They might have to overpay, but that's fine. You're getting a guy with a decent cap amount. You buy out Campbell in the summer. That's the play here. I think Holland probably wants to call up Campbell. I think he, I, I will find out, but I think that Jeff Jackson is in charge and we'll see a trade. I want Koskinen back, sure. What do you make of the media saying option one is getting Campbell back in the net? I think that they're probably talking to Ken Holland and Ken Holland is saying that's the goal. But I, I don't know that Jeff Jackson would be against that. But it would help if they won some games. They can't get too far behind. And right now, goaltending is an issue. You saw how far Skinner was out on that one play um, that people got mad at Bouchard and Nurse for. You, you, you need, they need a goalie to steal a game. And maybe it's today and maybe it's Skinner. I don't know that it is, but maybe it is. Okay. Red Wings up 3-1 now on the Bruins. What is going on today? Rangers over the Flyers, 3-Cobb, and the Blackhawks have now scored. And it's 1-1 with the Maple Leafs. At 1 o'clock today, it's the Jackets, Devils, Preds, Blues, and your Edmonton Oilers will be on the ice against the Washington Capitals. We will keep you updated. And we do have Steve Lansky at 1 o'clock. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. New name, but same great team. Find them on the corner of 184th Street and Stony Plain Road. WolfGMCBuick.com. And with that... It is time for declinations. This is about the fourth version of this. The fourth version of this segment? Yeah. Isn't, haven't we done about four of them now? Uh, no, I think we've done this one. The Mama MMA we might have done about four of, maybe even less. But I think we've done this one since the inception of the show. Because this segment was one of the first things we talked about at our pre-show right. meeting. Right. We had a coffee at uh, uh, some kind of coffee shop. Second cup, yep. Second yeah, in cup. the West End over well, by... Um, that thing there with the thing. Yeah, on one seventy, you yeah. uh, you actually had a hot chocolate, and you talked t- talked for a couple minutes about how much you love the hot chocolates. Uh, well, I, you know, I do that. You know, if you ever have a meal with me, which will not happen, yeah. I sometimes I will talk about my meal while I'm eating it. I'll go, mm, this is very good, and then often I'll be laughed at by my lunch partner because of that. I will I will mumble and make funky noises about my food. It's all part of the enjoyment of life yeah. and me, you know. Of course. Got to enjoy the little things. Yeah. So it's time for, do we, we don't have theme music for this yet. No, the theme music was Precious Declarations by Collective Soul. Oh, so that, uh, is that the one we're going with? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I mean, we can change it up. No, it no, no. Be I, because stone, I, I want, I, all I want to know is that I have looked forward to Precious Declarations. Yes. Um, so now we're going to do football, college football today. And the five games you're going to, is Notre Dame in there? Notre Dame did not make I, the top five. And I'll tell you why. I, Notre Dame... I cannot I cannot hide my disappointment. Notre Dame storied franchise. Notre Dame versus Stanford Don't even try. storied game. But the game carries no weight. Stanford is terrible this year. Notre Dame is an independent team. They don't have any conference title aspirations on the line. They don't have any college football playoff aspirations on the line. They're going to be a bowl me. team. They're going to play a fine team in the bowls. But this game against Stanford, other than histrionics, carries no merit this week. Histrionics, very nice. Nah, not bad. We looked that one up this morning. Knew I was going to use it. All right, go. Number five, Washington State and Washington. That game is going to go at 2 p.m. 
on Saturday. Washington, the fourth-ranked team in the nation. Washington State had some good wins earlier. They were a ranked team at one point this season, at multiple points this season, actually. They're a fine team. What I'm really looking forward to in this one is I want to see how Washington is going to handle this game and see if it's going to be an upset spot for them because they already have their spot in the Pac-12 championship booked. They're thinking ahead to the college football playoff, but if they overlook Washington State in this rivalry game, a rivalry that has historically belonged to Washington but can flip-flop, if they look past Washington State in this game, what's that going to mean for them in the Pac-12 championship game? What's that going to mean for them moving forward into the college football playoff? I think they'll win. I think Michael Penix is still, he's in that Heisman conversation. Him, J.J. McCarthy, Jaden Daniels, they're all right in that conversation. Bo Nix as well. They're all right in that conversation, so I think Michael Penix knows he has to have a big game and it can be a showcase spot in a big weekend. That's number five. That's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, then we're on the same page. Number four. Number four, Florida State and Florida. Listen, Florida this year, they're not very good. They're five and six. They're an SEC team. Florida State's been the class of the ACC. They're undefeated. They're the fifth-ranked team in the nation. If they ran the table, if they're able to beat Florida this week, what's presumably going to be, it actually might be, uh, it might affect, it might, it might, it might be, I don't know what I was just doing there. It might be Louisville in the <laughs> ACC championship game. I think it's set. I'll have to double check. But if they can beat Florida here, Louisville, run the table, go undefeated, be a Power 5 conference champ, I, I think they have. there's no question they'll be a college football playoff team. But they're playing down in Florida. They're playing in the swamp. It's two teams that don't like each other. It's, it's like they say in uh, the AFC North, you know, throw out the record books when these two teams play each other. That's something with Florida State and Florida. And here's the big one. Florida State. They lost their quarterback to season-ending injury. Jordan Travis will not be playing this game. They fell a spot in the rankings, and a lot of people think it was because of that. Now, I think Washington is just a far better team. Mm. But they fell a spot in the rankings. They don't have their quarterback. They're going to be playing a very motivated state rivalry. Rival, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. That's my number four. All right. And I apologize for the uh, do, 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 do no, that I dropped the, the there. Words are playthings to us, and I'm, we're we're doing it live, and there's no net. Don't yeah, worry I don't about even, it. Yeah, I don't even know what words I was trying to get out of my mouth. And number three. Bama and Auburn. Listen, again, this game is going to be a wash. We talked about it. Peyton Thorne is not rallying this Auburn team to beat this Alabama team. And I think a lot of people wrote off this Bama team after they lost to Texas in Tuscaloosa. Then they only had the 17 point the 17 points scored win against UCF where they played three different quarterbacks. I think a lot of people were out on Bama. They've wrote the ship. They've put together some big wins. They're looking good. This one it, it is straight SEC rivalry. The SEC title game has already said it's going to be Georgia and Bama, but this one is just such a classic rival game. We've seen so many classic moments in the Iron Bowl. Because of that, it's my number three. Okay. Number two, and you can watch this one tonight. Kickoff is going to be 6.30. Oregon, that's my team. I'm an Oregon guy against Oregon State. Oregon State, they're, 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 a, fine, they're a fine young team. I mean, they're ranked 16th I in the nation. I can tell you're being like, you know. No, like. You're, 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 oh, they're good. They're going to get killed, but they're good. No, they're, they're, they're a good team. Oregon State is a good team. They've got you're some being good wins this year. They've on got the Oregon some, State team. They've got some close losses, and here's what's here's the thing about this game. Oregon has not yet booked their ticket to the Pac-12 championship game. Washington has. If Oregon wins this game, they will be playing in the Pac-12 championship game, and if they can win that game against Washington, them and Washington would each have one loss against each other, but Oregon would be a, pack, a Power 5 champion. I think that bodes incredibly well for them when it comes to getting into the college game, football playoff. Man. Huge game, and if they lose this game and Arizona beats ASU, Arizona is going to be in the, uh, in the Pac-12 championship game, but then 
really the only shot the Pac-12 has at a college football playoff spot is Washington. But this is a great game. I think Oregon is a team with an incredible offense. Oregon State is a very underrated team. DJ Ungale, who was a transfer from Clemson, he was thought to be you know kind of the golden child in the post-Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson era. Went there, didn't work out for him. He's found his footing here at Oregon State. They have a great offense as well. And that game, you know, listen, there are years when Oregon is clearly the better team, but Oregon State has had a phenomenal year. They can really move the ball on offense. I'm really looking forward to it. And that's tonight. That's tonight, 6.30. Watch it on uh, Fox. All right. Number one, it was never a doubt. It's the game you dream about as a kid if you grow up in Michigan, Michigan or Ohio State. It's the game the boosters shell out all the, po- the shell out their pocketbooks for. It's the game the alumni come back to. It's Ohio State and Michigan in the up at the big house in Michigan. I mean effectively whoever listen whoever wins this game is going to dog walk iowa in the big 10 championship game effectively you're playing right now for a college football playoff spot that's what this game comes down to they're ranked two and three in the nation right now it's the highest each team has been ranked since 2006 when they were one and two in the nation michigan is obviously going to be doing it without jim harbaugh on the sideline sharon moore is going to be the head coach for all you know intents and purposes on the sidelines he's 2-0 with this team an uninspiring win against maryland they're at home and this is the thing about michigan versus ohio state and this is why i think michigan has been the better team for the past couple years ohio state has not won since 2019 against this uh, this michigan team here's why the old adage was ohio state beat ohio state would build teams to try and beat the sec teams in the college football playoff Uh and it didn't really work out for them while they were doing that michigan was building a team that could beat ohio state and it worked out for them they did it they can play them on the line michigan has an incredible offensive line they can play them on the line they can run the ball down their throats and they don't have the the omeka the omeka abukas they don't have the marvin harrison juniors but they still have some great talent at all positions they have a great running back in blake quorum and jj mccarthy i think is going to be the best quarterback in that game i always say that's a huge cap that's a huge feather in the cap when you have the best quarterback in the game it's incredible. It's the game you look forward to all year. They play once a year. It's like Christmas morning. Michigan, Ohio State, 10 a.m. Saturday morning. That's my number one game this week. All right. Should, is, the, is the commanders blowing out Del Rio? Is that a big deal? Um, I mean, I think, well, I think Ron Rivera will be gone at the end of the season regardless. I think it was just, you know, you get hung for 45 points on national TV on Thanksgiving. I think something's got to change. What did you expect from this Washington team? I did not I mean, expect you know, them to win, I'll tell yeah, you that. Yeah, that's what, you know, it, you, you got what you expected. I don't know. I think there were a couple of defensive lapses. I don't know if you put that all on Del Rio, but something had to go when you give up 45 points on Thanksgiving to a division rival. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are good. I just, you know, as an Eagles fan, um, I just think this this that division has tiers. The one tier is the Eagles. Then the second tier is the Cowboys, and they're not far away from the Eagles, but they are down from the Eagles. And then the other two are just also Rams, also in photo. Like, I mean, the Giants beat the uh, uh, Commanders two weeks ago, but the, did it matter? No, it was the battle of the bottom. Yeah. It was it was two not very good teams who were just showing up and, you know, trying to earn a paycheck for next season for, for, uh, for the most part. I mean, I know that... Uh, I know Jason Strudwick loves Danny Dimes, but nobody else cares, you know. Yeah, I mean, is he, he, well, listen, Tommy DeVito, I think, already has more touchdown passes this year than Daniel Jones, who's getting paid $40 million a year. So quarterback controversy in the Meadowlands? I don't yeah. know. What say you? Anything with the orders in regard to Mrazek and Perry sitting out in Chicago? I, I, I don't know. I know that the orders were looking. I know that there's been a tremendous... Uh, uh, outpouring from a connected media to tamp down any sort of trade idea and that Jack Campbell is coming back. 
I think the season is bleeding out. And my suspicion is that we will see a trade here in the not-too-distant future. That's my belief. We'll see. The Oilers are, are like, as bad as they've been, and they've been terrible, they are, you know, they're 10 points out, which is a lot, from Seattle, but they have three games in hand. So if they were to win all three, they're four points out, and that's nothing. But you've got to win those games. And you also have to assume that everybody else who is in front of you, and there's a hell of a lot in front of you, doesn't do anything either. They're at a spot of bother. It's just a fit of peak. And if they're going to trade that first-round pick, man, they've got to have it protected. I think we should trade Nuge, nothing personal, just to shake up the core. I'll remind you that, um, and this is something that, that I have to remind people a lot, and I know you know, but you, for some reason, forget, or whatever the case may be. These are the no-movement clauses or no-trade clauses for the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, Evander Kane, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Darnell Nurse. Okay? So they can trade Matthias Ekholm, Evan Bouchard, Cody Ceci, Brett Kulak, Broberg, DeHarnay, Fogel, McLeod, Yanmark, Ryan, uh, Hamblin, Connor Brown, Adam Ernie, Sam Gagne, Stuart Skinner, Calvin Pickard. And actually, Jack Campbell has a, a no-trade clause as well. So it's a 10-team no-trade list. But I think the, the, there would be workarounds. I don't, think, I don't think Nuge is going anywhere. I think Nuge is going to be the one guy who plays his entire career here. He's going to end up being the all-time leader in games played and all of those other cool stats that uh, Kevin Lowe owns most of them. But the the longevity stat, I think he'll be he'll be there. The Oilers, what I think we should be looking for from the Edmonton Oilers today, is more attention to detail. We should be looking at more effort, uh, more awareness, head on a swivel, the knee cash goal where where there's four guys. And, look, these aren't the four sisters of the poor who were in front of the net. There were some big, big names in front of the net. Big names in front of the net. But it was, it was, the, uh, it was the Spider-Man meme. Everybody looking at the next guy to do something about it. Did you return? Yes, yes. Is is, is 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 the is my commentary so upsetting that you have to leave the room every once in a while? No, no. Just went over to the other computer over there. Had to print something off. Not a big deal. Oh, Getting my was breath it, back. Was it, was it your update? It was not. No. Okay. It was not. What are you printing off? Are you, are you doing it on company time? Is, is this a, something that you could do at home? It is a liner update. Oh. It is a liner update. All right. Well, me and my big mouth. I asked you something, and you told me the answer. Okay. The Oilers are playing at one o'clock. And Declan has promised me he's going to update. He'll even break in to do it, the score as it continues. Steve Lansky will join us in hour number two, and we'll talk plenty of Oilers and plenty of weekend activity, including college bowl, football, and more. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Time for an update. This is a Sports 1440 update. And for your Sports 
1440 update brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Their next public-timed automotive RV auction is now open for bidding. Go to info at maauctions.com. NHL action around the league. Red Wings lead the Bruins 3-1 at the end of the second. Rangers also up 3-1 on the Flyers. Also at the end of the second, Maple Leafs and Blackhawks tied 1-1 at the end of the first. And at 1 p.m., of course, it is the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Washington Capitals. Also at 1, Predators and Blues, Blue Jackets and Devils. Then at 1.30, Kings and Ducks and Canadians and Sharks. One game in the NBA right now. Celtics currently up 18-13 to 13 on the Magic with just under four minutes to go in the first quarter. Later today, it's Suns and Grizzlies, Heats and Heat and Knicks, Bulls and Raptors, Pistons and Pacers, Nuggets and Rockets and Wizards and Bucks. College football action going on right now. Oklahoma up big on TCU, 52-31 in the third quarter. Iowa and Nebraska locked in a 10-10 battle with 11 minutes to go left in the fourth. NFL news, the Dolphins and Jets will be kicking off in just a couple minutes here. That one goes officially at 1. And in the AJ, six games on the slate today, including the Spruce Grove Saints, who are at home to take on Calgary. That one goes from the Grand Fury Arena. You can get your tickets online at sprucegrovesaints.ca at the door, and you can watch online on flowhockey.tv. Nine games in the, in the WHL tonight, including the Regina Pats in Edmonton to take on the Oil Kings. Puck drop for that one, 7 p.m., and it goes at Rogers Place. I'm Declan Kruger. This has been a Sports 1440 Update.